Guys. Guys. Cool. Cool. And ghosts. Ghost. Welcome to the Guts and Gore podcast. We're keeping that in. We're doing it. We're doing it. I'm your host, as always, Cole McAllister, joined today by my co-host, Molly. You did this to yourself. <laughs> we spent fucking five minutes before starting this fucking around. There's only so much I can handle before we're like, okay, I, we're wasting footage. We need to fucking, we need to just get this going. Jesus. I, I would ask you how you're doing today, but I already know what the answer is, so I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to. I'm reverting back to the old the old format. Uh, guys, um, another episode, another uh, wintry. This isn't even a wintry movie, but and the snow, all the snow melted, but wintry vibes. It's still the season of the season of winter or early, very early spring. The movie or just uh, in general. Just the environment in general. I mean, doesn't it, it, we're indoors, obviously. God, I'm tanking. Okay. <laughs> the movie that we're doing today. Um, our second foreign film that we've done, which I'm really excited for. What was the first one? Um, let the right one in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Swedish. Uh, however, this time we are turning it over to the Greeks um, for um, this film from one of my favorite directors. Um, ladies and gentlemen, 2009's Dogtooth. This film is a provocative Greek psychological drama directed by Yorgos, fuck me, Lanthimos, Lanthimos, right? I don't know. Uh, Sorry to Yorgos. The film delves into a peculiar family where controlling parents confine their adult children to an isolated existence, shielding them from external influences and distorting reality. The parents enforce a bizarre vocabulary and manipulate their offspring's perceptions. As tensions rise, the siblings' curiosity sparks rebelling against their oppressive upbringing, leading to shocking revelations about the nature of their confinement and the impact of unchecked authority on the human psyche. Dogtooth explores themes of control, conformity, and the consequences consequences of extreme parental authority. Um, directed by Yorgos... <laughs> You just did it. I just did it. Lanthimos. Uh, this was his third feature film. We were, we were wondering what number this was. This was actually his third. Um, written by Yorgos Lanthimos. Fuck me. And, and just Philippo. Ephthimus Philippo. God, this is an awful episode. Uh, produced by Renklis <laughs> Mavrodis. <laughs> I can't do these fucking Greek ass names. <laughs> Athena Rachel Tisgari and Yorgos Tis. Not gonna say it. Sorgianis? Sorgianis, probably. That sounds right. Starring Christos Sturgiolako, Michelle Valley, Angeliki Papulia. Christos Pasalis. 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 Mary Tassani. Anna Kalanke. Anna K. We're just going to say that. Uh, cinematography. Kalatsido? Kalatsido. Why don't you don't just know. do these? I don't know. <laughs> cinematography by. Themius. Themius. Bakatis. Bakat- 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 <laughs> 
Bakatakis. That's okay. Right? Bakatakis. Yeah. Okay. Uh, edited, uh, edited by Yorgos. Mavro. <laughs> Mavro. Sorry. This is the worst that's ever gone. We're never doing a Greek film ever again. Uh, production company by Boo Productions. Distributed by Feel Good Entertainment. Um, made on a budget of 250,000 euros um, with a gross of 1.4 million US dollars or 1.2 million euros. Um, which is, you know, that's a significant increase. That's more than four times um, the budget, which, and we're at, I mean, I guess we'll get into this in the fun facts, but this was, a lot of this is volunteer based and actually um, from direct funding, um, donation funding from institutions. So um, the fact he was able to do that um, is just a testament to the skill of the director and all that. Um, Molly, this was the first time you watched this film, correct? Yes. Um, and this was something that you had uh told me that you wanted to watch i watched this way back in high school this was one of those films this was back in the glory days where you could still pirate like literally fucking any movie go to whatever website and watch a movie um and i remember like like this was really i feel like one of the first like truly unsettling films that i watched like you know like we had we talked about the shining last week and you know that movie disturbed me but like the subject matter in this movie like i remember it just being really striking to me and it was something that i actually had not watched again until we just watched this this last time um so i didn't even remember half the shit that happened so like when we watched this again for the movie review um it definitely kind of reinstilled those same feelings in me so um you know second time watch it was still in my mind as provocative is the first time um in a lot of ways so um <laughs> yeah any more thoughts on, on your first time watch no okay we'll get into it we'll get into it um a couple fun facts not very much um nothing the, about this is fun <laughs> uh there just wasn't a lot of information i think i'm just, not having fun oh wow thanks <laughs> Well, if the co-host isn't having fun, stop. If the co-host isn't having fun, the audience is definitely not having fun. I'm just going to watch the analytics and just see at what point it, it dips. I'm kidding. Uh, the Greek Film Center uh, supported the project with about 200,000 euros, and much of the production was done with help from volunteers, which I found really cool because, you know, uh, this movie I'm working on currently, The Chronic Crusaders, um, is actually solely based on volunteers. So the fact that people are willing to get together, donate their time to create something really special, I think that's really cool um, that they're willing to do this. And, you know, this is a great film, so it definitely paid off. Um, and then another uh, 50,000 euros was offered by the production studio, bringing the overall budget budget to $250,000. Um, a very similar film and a very possible influence was a Mexican film entitled The Castle of Purity from 1970, which was based on an actual newspaper story from 1950 about a man who isolated his family and did not allow them to leave. So, I mean, there wasn't really much information on that original article, so it's hard to say how much of the movie was based on that. But, I mean, at least the original concept was kind of based in um, you know, reality. And, you know, I'm sure to some extent this has happened you know numerous numerous other times with you know really religious families or whatever like i'm sure this is you know happened worldwide molly what was the death toll for this film maybe zero 
maybe zero. Okay. And also one I cat. I guess like one cat. One cat death, which is fun. I mean, technically the brother died, but turns <laughs> out he wasn't real, so. <laughs> so did we ever figure out, what, like, was that, or th- they probably kind of left that ambiguous. They left it ambiguous, but it was just a manipulation tactic. Yeah, probably. Like, if you're bad, you're going to go out outside the wall with your brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so kind of a disappointing uh, aspect in that. But, you know, as we've discussed many times, we, you know, you don't need a high death count to have a good movie necessarily. Yeah. So, you know. Um, okay. Molly. The good. The bad. <laughs> the gory. Yay! We <laughs> did it! <laughs> we finally did it! I'm going to hold you that standard. We're going to do it every time now. <laughs> <laughs> leave me alone <laughs> um do you want to go first for the good sure okay there wasn't a lot <laughs> oh wow you didn't like this movie no oh it's too bad i thought it was boring and which is too bad because you wanted to watch this i know i was really excited about it but it felt i feel like it fell very flat um do you, okay, sorry, not to interject. Do you think that's just because you watched so many fucked up things that just didn't really compare or and I, read? Honestly, no. Okay. I don't. I honestly just, I feel like it just didn't do it well for me. I, I see. Like, I didn't need it to be more fucked up. I just didn't, I don't know. Anyway, good. Yeah. <laughs> don't get, the, let me get into that yet. Sorry, sorry. You're jumping ahead. Yeah, I know. My bad. Um... <laughs> I mean, I think the concept was super interesting. That's why I wanted to see it. Um, I like how they switched words around. Mm. Um, like keyboard. I was just saying. Tele- Can I lick I your keyboard? Yeah. <laughs> and then I know telephone was butter. Yeah. Um, and just like I like, I thought they did well. Like how easy the parents slid into it like because she asked at one point she was like what's this and like he just came up with some like nonsensical things super easy yeah i mean the fact that they all have they didn't remember all that like that's insane yeah well that i mean for the dad at least because he has to go interact with everybody outside and then comes back and has to do it totally differently yeah but which just shows the insanity of that character you know the fact Mm -hmm. that he's that pathological and like willing to do that right yeah um (laughs) that's it (laughs) i don't don't know how to put into words the parts that i like i just liked like i thought they the children people i don't even want to call them children though because they're grown adults well they're um they're offspring yeah they're they're kids i mean they're adults but like they're still Um, offspring yeah like the conformity of not even having names i thought was cool yeah i forgot Um, about that yeah and just like how innocent they were how like i don't know just like the fact that like they didn't like question anything mm-hmm. at all till the end, I thought it was interesting. But yeah, I don't know. The overall vibe was weird. That was cool. 
Yeah, very unsettling. Like, I feel like they maintain yeah. that throughout. Mm-hmm. Anything else? The cat was pretty gory. Yeah. <laughs> that, that part was, was fucking wild. I totally forgot about that. I like I liked that he turned it into like the cats are like these vicious creatures and like you can't go outside at night because the cats will get you. Yeah. But yeah. also some fucking poor owner is still like out there putting up signs. I know. And some Mr. Mittens <laughs> is missing. And he fucking stabbed it with a pair of fucking bush clippers or whatever. Shears. I don't know. I guess that's like a a good testament to like, because if anyone else, like, had seen something, like, an animal that they didn't know, like, would you really just go kill it? Yeah, exactly. Like, no, the answer is no. Yeah. yeah. I, I reacted wrong. <laughs> I didn't answer the question. I just said, yeah. Yeah. Impli- implying that I would think that that's a good move, but it's not. Yeah. Um, and then I thought the dancing scene was funny. I don't know. Weird, yeah. Weird dances. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, and that like really kind of show. I mean, that was a really good visualization of like her really kind of breaking that daughter really kind of breaking at that point, like really mm-hmm. understanding like, oh, I'm in a fucked up situation. I'm just going to act out. Bruce. Bruce. Yes. Um, okay. Some of the things I really liked about it. Or sorry. Were you done? You're yeah, done, right? Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, some of the things that I really liked about this film, um, I thought that it kept, like I kind of said, that it kind of. It kept the mystery and uh, the unease going throughout the film um, from beginning to end. I just felt I just felt that constant feeling of anxiety and tension. That this director, I mean, he's he's done a very good job um, with that in all of his films I've seen. Um, the director does an excellent job maintaining a certain tone and style. Um, what else did he do? He did Killing of Sacred Deer. He did um, The Lobster. Mm. Um, and those are more like kind of comedic. I wouldn't really call either of those. This is probably the only film of his that's like considered a horror film. Killing of a Sacred Deer is not that comedic. It's kind of, it has some black comp comedic elements in it. All the, I mean, all of his films really do. I mean, so did this one. Yeah. Kind of has that weird, kind of like a Kubrick film. Like it has that weird, <laughs> weird style to it, you know, that kind of just defines his <laughs> filmmaking. No. But, you know, I, th- I thought that was emulated in this film as well. Um, you can just, I mean, even though this is his third film, I mean, you could tell that the that the man, like, had a certain style and pacing and, like, he's able to be quirky in certain moments that um, alleviates the tension. I don't know. He just has a very good overall style. I do really want to see um, Poor Things. Um, that's also a movie by him that is... Uh, potentially going to get an Academy Award or a couple Academy Awards. We'll see. Um, okay. Another one. Uh, slowly, I thought it slowly revealed the pure evil of the parents. Like, it didn't, like, it not, like, from the get-go, you don't necessarily see how, like, evil and pathologically corrupt, like, the father especially is, but it just kind of gives you that throughout the whole film. Like, he just, he just, his motives get darker and darker and, like, the What action, motives? What do you mean by motives? Maybe not motives. His actions. His actions yeah, get darker and darker. Because the motives are never... Never really revealed. Yeah, I misspoke there. Yeah. I need coffee. <laughs> That's what that means. Uh, I felt like the little details, like when like when he's like cutting off the labels 
mm-hmm. the car of the water bottles before like really just like parts where he just like they really just show the commitment to like selling the story and selling the image of their family life i really thought that was cool uh i thought the shot composition was just gorgeous um they're might even call it wonderful yeah more wonderful <laughs> however you want to describe it <laughs> i'm you know i'm just gonna turn this screen away from you from now on <laughs> i'm gonna start doing the podcast like this <laughs> you can't read it so you need me <laughs> god you make me go andrew schultz slapping my knee um, but, and i mean no i just i just felt like the composition was just solid in like every frame it just like it's like the it's like the channel okay fuck you uh, <laughs> go ahead i'm sorry <laughs> no no i'm sorry <laughs> no i mean i i already said it. i'm just repeating it basically <laughs> Um, the levels that the father was willing to go to, to just to keep up the mysticism of this whole thing. Maybe I already said that, but, um, kind of, but like, just again, just like showing like, you know, when he takes the fish, like when he puts the fish in the pool and he's like, Oh, look at these fish. I'm going to go hunt these fish. And then, you know, later when he covers himself in blood, what was it? Like he just, like he was trying to help save the brother that's right because they they said the brother died and uh-huh. that's why he covered himself in blood because like the monster killed the brother oh yeah and he tried cat. and he like fought them off he had a obvious god complex but. yeah yeah but just the le- like the let the, just the continuous levels like and then like going to the because for those who haven't seen the movie there's a woman that they hired to have sex with the son and he she kind of reveals she's kind of the catalyst to revealing to um bruce bruce <laughs> one of the daughters uh the eldest yeah yeah bruce Br- yeah the eldest bruce yeah um <laughs> revealing to her that uh like she gives her some tapes and like she watches these movies and she doesn't even necess- i mean she doesn't want to give them to her she yeah, finds she- them and says if you want me to lick your keyboard yeah she uh <laughs> lick her keyboard. Tapes. yeah she blackmails her in a sense yeah she has needs <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh but yeah i mean and after that point the fa- well the father does two things um at one point he calls the daughter and he takes the videotape tapes it to his hand and just starts beating her over the head with the fucking videotape which is jarring and then later he takes the vcr and beats the woman that he hired he goes to her house and beats her over the head with the vcr we don't really know if she even survived at that point we kind of that is kind of another aspect of the film that's left ambiguous um but yeah just the levels they he's willing to go to to keep this up i mean eventually i mean and then he eventually he has the siblings have sex with each other in order to replace the woman that was having sex with him which is a very dark um subject matter the laundry's done (laughs) um and you know kind of along that point too um there seems to be no bounds to the uncomfortability that the director is willing to give the audience um really i mean from incest to you know graphic depictions of violence and just abuse um 
you know he just it it doesn't it seemed like everything was like nothing was left on the table like it was literally or whatever however you say that expression (laughs) is it off the table or on the table how does that work i don't know (laughs) anyways uh last point i a lot of this face are based around the father i guess but um i also just thought his acting was fantastic um i thought the rest of the acting was pretty solid it wasn't amazing by any means but i really thought he stood out um just his level of um masticism or whatever level of what i'll just i'll just shorthand it to this level of evil that he was willing to but what was the word that you just said masticism masticism mask macism macism this is where the autism comes are you, in. Are you talking about sadism? Maybe. Sadism and masochism? <laughs> masochism. There you go. He doesn't. Is that doesn't fit. Masochism is liking pain inflicted on you. Oh, you're right. Okay. So sadism is liking <laughs> to cause pain to others. So. So very probably, very possibly a sadist. Likely a sadist. Yeah, sure. Maybe. Okay, I'm I'm fucking bombing this episode. (laughs) Jesus Christ, the tism is loud. The tism is loud in this episode. Um. Okay, Molly. What were some of the bad things? You probably had quite a few. It was really fucking boring and slow. Hmm. Um. Enough said. (laughs) I'm just kidding. kidding. (laughs) Um. I don't know. I thought the pacing sucked ass. Hmm. It was just really like a lot. I don't know. A lot of ju- it just seemed pointless. Like I don't know. Like there wasn't really a theme to it. Yeah. It was just kind of a display yeah. of. It was. It felt a lot like it's like we want to like showcase how li- like little weird things that we could do to these kids. So like. And now we're just going to make them fit together. Hmm. That's interesting. So. That's fair. That's fair. It's like putting the puzzle pieces that don't quite fit. But if you push hard enough, it fits. Hmm. I don't know if I entirely agree with you, but I can see what you're saying. Yeah. I can see what you're saying for sure. Honestly, the whole, I just don't understand the whole, like, I feel like the movie was missing a plot. Hmm. in general like what is the point of this movie just to show what you can do well it was kind of a coming age coming of age story for the daughter in a way but it was so unfocused on that that like it wasn't even like the central point of yeah the movie. that's true like that's it didn't really come to f- that would have been great if they had put more focus on that or if like it had been a more central part of the film but there is it's like there is no central part of the film hmm that's fair and i think that's what bothered me so much as i was confused as to like i understand like i understand the premise but it felt like it was all just a premise and i was waiting for like there to be like a conflict well the whole movie was the conflict i mean the conflict was the situation so these people are trapped in this house i mean but it wasn't a conflict not until the end <laughs> like the whole well, time they're like it's not like it's not like they're like god i hate this place like 
we notice things are getting fucked up. There's, like, nothing like that. It's just, like, here's their life. I mean, I guess sometimes this one has some questions, but I don't know. I just, hmm. I didn't feel like there was, like, a real plot to follow. It's just bits and pieces of what we can do to our kids. That's fair. I can, I can see that criticism, so, for sure. Um, I felt like, I know you said, what did you say that you liked? <laughs> Uh, it's my water bottle in the way. <laughs> I guess it, you said it, but it doesn't say it on there at all. Um, just like Paraphrase. how I'm losing my words, though. That's my problem right now. Is like whatever word, like the abstract, or like how things are not. It's unclear. The theme. Like how you said it's. Like with a lady getting beat with the VCR. Oh, ambiguous? Ambiguous. There's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> the problem is, I mean, I already don't like ambiguous a lot sometimes. It depends. Yeah. Depends. That's a but, difference however, between us. Yeah. everything was ambiguous. Yeah. You couldn't, like, it felt like too much. Hmm. I feel like I needed at least one solid thing. I to, see. To land on. And they just didn't give that. Yeah, I can see what you mean. Um, I mean, I pers- I like, I personally found it, like, I like ambig- ambiguity. Well, and ambiguity. I get that. and <laughs> I can't talk. And I get, like, how it can be useful. But if every single thing is ambiguous, like, and not, like, a cohesive ambiguous. Sure. That's when it starts. I feel like it detracts from like the suspense and like the what's going to happen when it's just like, okay, that happened. I maybe it happened, maybe it didn't. Okay, let's move on to the next thing. Like, who knows what happened there, too? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you know, I, I was just kind of thinking there wasn't really any real like symbolism, no, or anything like that. No, like, yeah, I think. It's true. I think the theme, um, the main theme was definitely to like be jarring to the audience, like just kind of showcase this really fucked up family. I mean, I, and I don't think that makes it a bad film. Like I think it can, I think it was still a very good film overall, but I do see that criticism. I do see, I do see what you mean on that. I just feel like I needed something more like a purpose of sorts, like a purpose to why he was doing this, whether like just like any kind of motive would have been nice yeah that's and, fair um yeah i don't know can i ask something that, yeah. and this isn't like even a criticism on you this is just a mm-hmm. thought um if they made a movie about hitler would you like expect there to be like a point where they explain why he did the evil that he did or would it be just okay this is hitler he's just an evil person but see it doesn't even feel like that that's like I understand what you're saying first of all there is still context because that's a bad choice to use (laughs) it's It's always my go-to it's bad choice to use somebody that like everybody like already knows is not a good person sure we don't know who this guy is we don't know anything about him and it's not like he's just I don't know it's just to me it doesn't even feel like it's like evil 
That's the thing. Hmm. You don't think it's... What do you mean? I don't know. It's fucked up, but like... You don't think it's like a spiritual type of evil? I guess. Like, it, I don't know what his... I don't, I don't understand his motives if he thinks he's actually doing like the right thing. Yeah, that's fair. They could Or if definitely. he's just like... I don't know. I don't know. I just... I feel like he was just a psychopath. I don't think... I don't feel like he really needed anything beyond that. I don't, that's just me. I know you like you like not, background, and I I could care. But that's less. not like even like what about that makes him a psychopath? Like what is he's well his actions and how he treats his family. I don't know. I just I feel like I just needed more. To sure, like that's fair. Make that's that, fair. Like to jump to that conclusion. Sure, I that's fair. Hmm. All right, anything else? No, just, yeah. That was pretty much it? Yeah. All right, I had a couple things. Um, I thought the, the whole, like, um, excuse me, was it the misuse of words? I thought that was a bit inconsistent. Yeah, like they just picked random times to, like, <laughs> sprinkle that in there. Yeah, because if, if they had really done this deliberative a job, like, um, really fucking up their vocabulary, like, the sentences like, wouldn't even make sense. Yeah, see, right? I feel like there would have been a better, like, there would have been a theme yeah like especially with the dad going out into the real world mm-hmm. like he would have had like there had to have been something it just yeah i feel like it was just thrown in there every now and then just to be like haha see torture yeah yeah i remember like the first time i watched it, i thought it was really clever but like i don't the I, idea the idea is clever but i don't feel ex- like they, they did it well yeah they didn't execute it a hundred percent. I thought it was kind of weak. Like that. Like I thought it was super interesting. Like the way they started when they had when they had the um, like the tape recording. Mm, yeah. With the vocab and it was clearly messed up. Yeah. And I can only think of the two times that they actually used the wrong words. Well, I guess three when the dad explained something else. Yeah, I think there. Were- I think there were a couple more times. Okay. With like the girl, like I remember, like with the woman, they like when they were talking, she was kind of saying some things wrong. I thought maybe not. I don't know, but um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like the senses would have been more jumbled up. Like it wouldn't have made more sense. Like I, I can yeah. understand it from like a narrative, you know, a narrative point where like you still need to keep the story going along. It still needs to make sense a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. They could have. They maybe they could have amped up the visual aspect. They could have told the story more visually and kind of just had the jumbled up senses be kind of a backdrop to it. I mean, they could have done it that way, too, you know, and it mm-hmm. still would have been effective. So, yeah, I did think that was kind of something that I found a little lacking. Um, and I do agree with you. I do think that the movie was slow, a little slow. Um, I think they probably could have cut out a good 20 minutes and it would have been fine. Um, yeah, I mean, and one more thing, um, the ending. And I, and I remember the first time I watched it, it sat with me a lot more chillingly. But this time, it just didn't, it just it seemed to just end way too abruptly. Yeah, like the like what, what like what we talked about, like the Bruce, the oldest daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, she ends up she knocks out her dog tooth, which is like that. That's something that's really creepy in the movies. Multiple like, teeth, actually. Multiple teeth. Yeah. But um, they they tell her that or they tell them that you can't leave until you your dog tooth falls mm-hmm. out which is ridiculous because that so, never happens just to say 
Yeah. I mean, that's the point, though, is that it, yeah, it's exactly, not going to fall exactly, out so you exactly. can leave. Yeah. But, again, you named the movie after that concept. You would think it would have more, like... Relevance. Yeah, I guess. More relevance to the movie. Like, it's mentioned once at a dinner. Yeah. And then... And then it ends because she bashes her own face in. Yeah. So it comes out. But like, I don't know. I feel, I just feel like that should have been. More of a theme. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. But anyways, uh, yeah, she, so she, no, you're fine. So she, so she knocks out her tooth. She runs to the car, um, hops in the trunk mm-hmm. and then her father kind of runs out and is looking for her. And then the father in the, in the morning takes the car, drives it to work, parks it, and then we kind of just get a shot of the trunk. We don't know if she's alive or dead or if she's escaped or whatever. Again, kind of continuing that ambig- ambiguity. I can't say that word. Ambiguity. Ambiguity, uh, which I like. Um, like, and I, I was fine with that part. Like, yeah. not knowing. It's just like, sometimes it felt like. Too much. Too much, yes. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, but like, you know, even watching it this time, I was kind of like, it, it, it just ended too abruptly. I do kind of agree with you that it, they could have given a little more. Yeah. And that. I mean, I guess like even like the other movies that I've seen, like the lobster and killing of the sacred deer. I don't remember how that one ends actually. The kid dies. He, the, shoots. he shoots the youngest kid and then they bring the other kid into his family or something or maybe not even that but they're See, like I can't remember. i just know that i'm just gonna speak on the lobster then because okay this one I, like that one ends super ambiguous too mm-hmm. and i sort of get that and i expected that but so that that, that one, related to the theme a lot better yeah the ending yeah because that because i don't remember exactly what but like there was something about or maybe it was just the wife was blind i don't remember but like there well, was his lady was blind yeah Rachel Wise was blind. Yeah, but there was... I don't even remember, but there was some some other theme to that where it worked a lot. Yeah, no, it, it did. We're not going to talk about that movie, though, because <laughs> this, is all, this is all we're talking about. But, I mean, like, that... Like, it made sense because she was blinded for her actions. Yeah. For falling in love. She was blinded. Yeah. And so she was like blind yourself with me so we can be blind together and like he could have been a real piece of shit and just not blinded himself and like told her that he did yeah yeah so that was kind of the ambiguity so, ambiguity yeah i can't say that word right <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that's all i really had for the bad um for the gory uh there wasn't a ton but i thought mm-hmm. the gore that was there was very effective um when one of the daughter i don't remember if it's the youngest or if it's bruce it's it is Bruce, okay. Uh, she slices her brother's arm with a knife, which is fucking ridiculous. And it just kind of shows, like, the... Um, Maybe it was the other one. I don't know. Sorry. I don't remember. But um, I think it that just shows, like, the lack of awareness that all these children the have. Lack of empathy. Lack of empathy, lack of awareness, yeah, um, that this whole family seems to have. Like, the, the fact that they can't even wrap their head around, like, oh, I'm stabbing my brother, you know, like, or, you know, slicing my brother's when did wrist. She- when did she do that too it was like in the middle was it just because she was pissed at him yeah okay like they were just fi- like i don't know if it was over the plane or something yes, i can't remember i think i think because another thing that they do in the movie is like planes fly over and then at times they'll like take a little miniature plane and like throw it out into the yard and they'll be like mm-hmm. whoever catches the plane like the plane landed in the yard 
like you know just just completely warping their sense of yeah. reality and I, like i did like i liked the idea but also again like just the way it was done it just felt like a random little like it wasn't executed well yeah like why yeah and i think to be fair i will give this credit to the director i think when you have a low budget like this you do have some constraints in that so that could have been a factor in all this i mean but then like like honestly i feel like all it would have taken to fix it is just to either do it a second time with the same plane so one would three yeah. <laughs> five minutes or even just like a little bit more context sure like didn't even like even just another conversation about it or something sure um but that reminds me of another thing too that sure go for it uh i've completely forgotten it already what was the okay well never mind <laughs> the stickers oh that's right that was like mentioned once yeah it was like their reward system or like a punishment system and it was only mentioned that like oh he's got more stickers than you girls need to like work harder and like this next one will be worth like 10 stickers instead of yeah. one and never there are ways they and then poof gone they, they could have brought yeah i can agree with that yeah. i don't necessarily think it discounts it as like a, being a bad movie by any means but no it's just it's just another example of what like like it just things like that there were so many different times like that it was just like here's this yeah okay anyway yeah things were more just sprinkled in rather yeah. than like reinforced throughout yeah i can agree with that um, which is fine at some levels but it's too like that's all the movie was was just sprinkles sure you got to put them on like frosting or something for them to stay. <laughs> it, it, you don't just have sprinkles. <laughs> That's what this movie was essentially. It was just taking a shaker full of sprinkles and just dumping it down your throat. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, uh, like I said, for the gory uh, slicing arm with a knife, um, and we talked about this before, but like when they when he stabs the cat with the the shears, that's very gory as well. Um, this doesn't really count, but kind of when the dad covers himself in the fake blood, like we mm -hmm. said, after fighting the brother, I mean, that, I mean, it, we know it's fake blood, but it's still very visually jarring. Um, and then we, like we talked about the end where she, uh, hits her teeth with the dumbbell, um, splattering blood all over the mirror and the sink. Um, also very effectively gory. Um, anything else I missed on the, on that category? Uh, I mean, bashing her with the VHS tape. It what? wasn't gory. Yeah, that wasn't gory, but it was very violent and very yeah. out of the blue. Because mm -hmm. he just is like, he's kind of unplugging it, and you're like, why? And then just, boom, just fucking hits her in the head with it well, multiple times. Well, we were just talking about two different things, but yeah. I said the VHS tape. Oh, the t oh yeah, that's right. Okay. But yeah. We talked, yeah. Well, we talked about both those, but. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, uh, before we get into the final scores of the film, a couple um, other thoughts that I had. Um, what, what, what? You know, you have a mental health background. What do you think about the psychology of the parents in this film? Do you have any thoughts on that? Not really, because I don't have enough to go on. <laughs> not enough context. There's, there's really not. <laughs> That's my point. Well, I, I find it interesting because I. I guess my thought on this was I wonder if there was a point where, like, they did do this with good intentions. 
like I, I, like, I yeah. wonder if like at, at like the start they were like, hey, we want to do this to protect our kids, right. but then just morphed into this like fucking right. thing. And the, like, it's not clear, but like, mm-hmm. if the mom is a victim or not, like she's obviously part of it because there's that part where she's like, they're talking about how she's gonna have twins, and then it's like I'm gonna have babies if y'all don't behave. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if, like, you're good, these babies won't be born. Yeah. And, yeah. But, like, so, she's part of it, but also, like, she never goes out. She never does anything. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, I mean, um, that kind of makes me think of the Johnny Gosh documentary. I don't know if you ever saw that. Yeah. Why? Um, well... So one of the people, one of the people that admitted to kidnap helping kidnap him later on, um, he had also been a victim of child trafficking himself. Yeah, and he kind of ended up becoming a part of the system, just being brain, you know, essentially I mean, brainwashed. And I don't you know. know if you ever hear people say that, uh, like people who are abusers were also abused themselves usually people who like have never been abused are not abusers yeah like that so sorry so so you're saying that that's true or it's not true yeah yeah okay yeah yeah it's a continuous cycle people yeah people who haven't been abused are like they have no real need or reason to sure abuse people sure like they say like the bullies were bullied themselves and yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. But anyway, I don't know what the point was that. I forget. But there's that. Yeah. You're welcome. I, I just I just thought that was kind of interesting. I just I didn't I couldn't tell if like the father was like truly evil from the get go. I mean, and like you said, they left it ambiguous, so we don't really know. But just a thought I had. Um, <clears throat> the another thing that I found interesting was like this because obviously the son was um like they were they were making sure that he got sexually pleased which i mean is kind of shitty <laughs> in the get-go right like i don't know what the purpose was like just yeah. kind of keep him complacent maybe like, but they, like he never seemed like he was into, super it. into it yeah true because it would take a while before like and like i don't know it was just the, it was just weird it was weird <laughs> it seemed like maybe a way to like keep him docile yeah because like if he if he's like has all this pent-up fucking testosterone energy he's probably more likely to lash out or i guess what i thought originally when we were watching it is i had thought that the point was like so that he doesn't become curious and like want to like bang his sisters and like Oh. Obviously, that ended up not being because he <laughs> did. Not that he really wanted to, though. He had to pick one. Yeah, right. They made him. Neither one of them wanted to. Yeah, well, there's a very disturbing scene where they all get in the tub naked and he's like fondling both of his sisters. But like, none of it seems like they want it. It all seems mm-hmm. like it's all, it almost seems like there's <laughs> it seems like they're filming a porno and the, the guy behind the camera is pointing a gun at them. You know what I mean? It well, kind of like, had that vibe to it. I don't know. Like, I thought when that first one, like, they all got into the tub and stuff. Um, well, 
is that when he's trying to pick one though yeah okay like them getting in the tub naked i thought was like you know when you're a little kid it doesn't matter like if you have siblings like sure you take showers sure. with your siblings and y'all yeah, are naked that's pr- together and that's a more accurate not weird. yeah it's a more yeah. accurate uh illusion or whatever metaphor but i can't find words today yep <laughs> but anyways my original point with that is like i i wonder if that was something that was kind of unrealistic about the film is like the sisters seem to have no sexuality like no sexual urges and i wonder if that's something that like that's not true though really there's a part after Walterface gets the sparkly headband um where she asked her sister to lick yeah but it's her shoulder she asked her to lick her shoulder not her keyboard <laughs> i feel like there was a but that was like there was still sexual tension yeah, in that like that she was wanting that connection like that intimacy hmm i guess i never thought otherwise of it like that. why would she have asked to be licked it's weird well okay i guess so I, I guess let's just take it like before that point right because i mean these women were we're guessing that they're probably in their mid early 20s mm-hmm. probably um and it just it seems like up until that point they have like no sexuality well yeah because do you think that's possible for them to have that be repressed or would yeah, that come out I mean, some point i feel like it's part okay. part of like what i said with them like bathing naked like you did when you were a kid with your siblings like i see they are mentally children i see okay and interesting so yeah. i guess i just i guess i was just kind of wondering with the whole and you know i'm a man so obviously maybe not obviously but that might be that might be different <laughs> that's a discussion for another day i guess <laughs> but uh i don't think it's different yeah i mean i don't think so either i mean i i think i feel like there's an age where you naturally have sexual urges and i i kind of just wonder if there's even even with that abuse if that would have never come out i don't know i don't know it seemed like it was just delayed but sure okay and then last one uh imagining how exhausting it would be like on the parents that's why i said to, like, earlier keep this, yeah yeah to like keep this up it's fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, yeah, because it's like, it's almost like having to know two different languages. Yeah. But also, it's the same language. Mm-hmm. So. Greek and Greek squared. <laughs> <laughs> um, if we could backtrack for a moment. Sure. Another bad thing I didn't like is how okay. shaky the camera was, only sometimes. Oh, I love that when they I do that in films. That. Is that because of your motion sickness, though? God. Or is it... Okay. But, I don't know, it just seems weird. Like, it... it cha- I feel... For me, it changes. Like, it makes it feel different. Like, when it's... When the camera's still. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Like, not even paying attention to the fact that there is a camera. Like, just like that this is a story and I'm into it. And then they all of a sudden start like moving around like they're like someone's filming them it makes me view it differently like oh now i know i feel like i'm i am looking through a camera and it kind of breaks the really yeah Hmm. i never thought of it that way 
okay so like i'll, I'll give this explanation um like you you've seen the movie seven right yes i think we both watched that kind of with kevin yes. spacey it's complicated but yes morgan freeman kevin, and brad pitt I've, uh, i i know what the movie is okay i wasn't hesitating because i don't know the movie i was hesitating because i have watched it maybe four different times and never all at the same time okay so well, very jumbled well there's a scene in this film that um is a very good uh analogy for this concept so when the when the, in that scene so when brad pitt and morgan freeman uh discover that the wife's head's in the box spoiler <laughs> um, um that camera work uh when it's on brad pitt's character it's intentionally very shaky it's handheld but when it's on kevin spacey's character it's on a uh, it's on a tripod. It's steady. And the reason why they did that is because they wanted to emulate how the characters were feeling. So they wanted to emulate the lack of control in Brad Pitt's character while Kevin Spacey was maintaining the control in that situation. I, cannot, okay. I think they did a very similar thing in that movie. Do you, though? I do. So I don't. I mean, I'd have to watch it back, but... It happened when they ran. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a lack that's, of control. No. It's just... I, it didn't it didn't feel like there was a reason it felt like it was because it was like okay we're moving now and we don't really feel like having something to study the camera so we're just gonna go for it which may be because they didn't spend a lot of money and yeah and a lot of volunteer that could stuff, have very well been budgetary i didn't like it anyway <laughs> i think you're just biased with your motion sickness problems that's what i think <laughs> but i like found footage movies yeah, true. I just can't but, always watch that, when they're running. But but by your logic, you can justify that because it's yeah, it's all handheld. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can. That's my point. Okay. That's I my see. point. Is when I'm watching a found footage, I know that there's a camera there. Yeah. And so I have no qualms about it. I mean, besides the fact that I do get sick. Um, <laughs> but like a regular movie, like I don't want the camera to move because. Like it's not supposed to. It's not supposed to be like it's being filmed. It's supposed to be like there's a story in front of you and like you're actually watching. You know what I mean? Yeah. Should I just add this whole episode so it's like constantly shaking? <laughs> no. That'd be terrible. It's okay. You don't watch them back anyway, so why, why would it even matter? I, <laughs> I would never know. Okay, Molly. Uh, final scores for this movie. Uh, what would you give this in terms of the goriness for a final score? Uh, I think I'd give it like a four and a half. Okay. Because, I mean, I didn't think it wasn't very gory, but like, I don't know. Like, that whole scene where she like bashes her teeth in was pretty intense. Yes. So. Yeah. I think it's very similar to the last film that we just reviewed, uh, where there isn't a ton of moments of gore, but when. What was the last one? the shining oh yeah <laughs> our most heated episode yet um that's why we're so docile this episode because <laughs> we're still recovering from that because we broke up <laughs> now i have no feelings for you. <laughs> i don't care we're fucking tiger bellying it we're just we're still going on no i'm kidding we didn't break up we might have not yet <laughs> uh <laughs> What did you give for a gore uh, score? <laughs> um, I gave it a 5.2. Kind of similar range to you. Um, like I said, very effective at points. Uh, what was your final score? The two. Wow. You gave it the same as The Shining. Yeah. Wow. 
you really didn't like this movie. Not really. Um, I gave it an 8.1. Jesus. Um, which, I, in hindsight, I'm kind of feeling like might be a little high. Maybe I'll drop that down to like a 7.5. Too. because i i because like listen you talk about the like how sporadic it was and how there was a really main theme and mm-hmm. you know comparing that to his other films that really did kind of make me think so okay so i'll readjust that to a 7.5 one of the few times that i've done this in the podcast so this is a historical moment but yeah i'll give it a 7.5 i i do see your point that it wasn't super concrete in the theme and all that but i do think that the moments that were jarring the sprinkles, as you say, um, I do think that those were jarring enough to make it a good film for me. Um, and I probably have some bias, um, like I said, just saying that this was one of the first like extremely fucked up movies that I watched um, in my youth. So I guess I don't know. I just I mean it's kind of like like Event Horizon, <laughs> like. The gore parts were real good, but the movie just sucked. So, like, it yeah. still didn't like the movie. <laughs> just because there were shocking parts didn't mean I'm Well, bad. you know what? You had watched all of the human centipedes before watching this movie, and I had not. So that might be some of the <laughs> that might be some of the bias there. <laughs> all right. Anything else to say to the audience before we wrap this son of a bitch up? First of all. Okay, a couple things. God damn. <laughs> I didn't watch Human Centipede until I was, like, out of high school. Okay, but still. So. Still, before this movie. You. Before okay. this movie. I thought that's, you meant before you ever watched that movie. No, was no, like, no, no, no. No, I was saying before you okay. watched this movie. Okay, fair. Never mind then. <laughs> I took okay. it back. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, guys, ghouls, and ghosts, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we'll be here next week or maybe we won't or maybe we won't You'll it depends we've been pretty consistent we've been pretty consistent fairly consistent have we i think so no i think we've been fairly consistent the last couple weeks i, I sit down and talk and then i go away for yeah until the next time so yeah see you complain about doing this but you have the easiest job you I have know. the easiest part of this i fucking edit this compile it make clips i, I do know, all this shit this is what you like this is true this is my hobby um <laughs> i've been <laughs> last therapist appointment i was in like or no i've had two different therapy things and they've been like what are your hobbies and i'm like yeah i podcast and that basically takes up all my time so (laughs) that's what i do (laughs) i mean it's better than the people who say i don't know that's true that's true i got sleeping yeah right i got that going for me um yeah uh so tune in to macau stars every monday at 2 p.m or don't Tune into the Unhinged Uncensored. Definitely don't. <laughs> fuck, fuck Molly. Fuck all of y'all. You know, don't do that. <laughs> Terrible audio. Uh, yeah, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in. Okay, bye. We'll catch you next time. Peace.